focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Matthew 5, let's read from verse 38. Together, we'll stop at 42, then I'll pick it up from verse 43. But I want us to read loud, clear, confidently, and intentionally. In other words, observing the meaning of the words you're reading, not just rolling them over with your tongue. Matthew 5, from verse 38, all the way to 42 in, verse, in, in concert, then I'll pick it up from there. We'll read at the count of 3 to 1. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you. And from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. I'll read alone now. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. So, you know, these days of philosophy, wise sayings and quotes. Have you read some quotes online that sound sophisticated, but they are so ungodly? They sound nice. If it's not feeding me, paying my bills, or giving me sex, I don't want having to do it. Have you seen that? It sounds good. And believers can post it. Right? Or do post it. But is that what Christ teaches? If it's not feeding me, adding to me, or paying my salary, I don't want to be a part of it. Ungodly. So in the days of Jesus, even though there was no social media, there were also sayings. Sayings like this. What are the sayings? Love your neighbor. But your enemies, show them pepper. Punish them. Hate them. Let them know that you are not foolish. But I say to you, I, Jesus, the word, I, the creator of the universe, I, the wisdom of God, I, the first and the last, I, the ultimate embodiment of everything good, I, the definition of all things, I say to you, love your enemies. <laughs> you say what? Jesus, are you for real? You must, be speak, you must be speaking in antonyms. <laughs> We're doing what's an opposite here, Abby. So I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. <laughs> Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you so that what will happen, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. Why? Because this is how God operates. It says, this God, he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. 
For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet your brethren only, your gang, your clique, your people, your church, your ministry, your base, your association, your support system, your tutorial group, your IELTS study group, your WhatsApp group. If you support them only, he says, do, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors who were considered the most immoral, the most corrupt people. It says, do not they do the same thing. Therefore, you shall be perfect, mature, blameless, as your Father in heaven is perfect. And nobody said, Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Say, you are a son of God, not a son of the world. It's interesting, in the earlier chapter that we read, where Peter was so, you know, concerned, and he said, how many times should I forgive my neighbor? How, how many times should I do? Matthew 18 from verse 21, Jesus said to him, therefore the kingdom of heaven is like, so it says forgiveness is like accounting, but what kind of accountant? Accountant as a kingdom citizen. Which means if all you're doing is you did me bad, I do you bad, you are operating like an earthly, carnal, fleshly, mundane, time-bound, weak human. Jesus said you should forgive so that you can be the sons. In other words, you can be what I died for you to be. And nobody's ever saying it's easy, but it's saying that when you go by sonship, it's your natural expression. When you go by the systems of the world, everything in you fights it. How many of you know how it is that you're holding somebody in your heart and you know that you are making an effort to do that? So guess what happens? Oh, can we talk? Guess what happens? You avoid the person, true or true? When you see the person, your throat grows, goes dry. Ha, Matan. You start swallowing spittle. You need to visit the hospital. Because he choke. Unforgiveness takes your breath away. So imagine not forgiving somebody who once took your breath away. You're allowing them to take it away twice. <laughs> it's supposed to be take me to mama. Now it's take me to drama. Are you following this now? Oh, talk to me somebody. Are you following this? When you don't forgive the very thing that you're trying to guard against, you fall into because what you don't, one of the things that the flesh cries against is, I don't want them to win. Yet, when you don't forgive them, they are winning twice. And you're losing. Is that so? So, one of the things we're going to start within the service to understand that this matters are a battle for the territory called your heart. That's what it is. 
Your heart is a territory that heaven has bought over, but hell will not give up so easily. It's like land in Lagos. Your heart is like land in Lagos. You have bought from property XYZ, but there's Omonile. That is like, even though you have paid for this, you have to settle loss. Oh, come on. Anybody knows that? I heard a story of some guy who was in, I think it was in Germany, someone in Europe, and he paid for land. That's why, please, don't pay for land until you inspect it. Paid for land from the abroad. Thousands and thousands of euros in his mind. He had a mini estate in Nigeria. Dozens of plots in his mind. When he went there, <laughs> and so I saw some people discussing and all of that. The person, people that took him there, or that told him to meet them there, was calling, hello, hello, hello. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? So eventually, people on the ground were asking him, how far? What's going on? I said, I'm the owner of this land. I said, say what? Say, I'm the owner. Who did you pay? X, Y, Z person. Say, who's that? Says the people on it. Say, eh? Say, we are the owners of this land. There's Omonile. Who are the Omonile? The natives. The people in that place. So even though you have been bought over by the blood of Jesus, the enemy wants to build castles on your, in your heart. So that he can still have places to hide, strongholds, pockets to enter into. And he uses that. Come give me. Come on, it's cute. Right? So, he uses unforgiveness. Because if you are busy incubating the past, you are too full to be impregnated with the future. And the thing about anything you incubate is that it will grow. It will grow. Now, why is the battle a battle for your heart? Because Cooper in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, see what the word says to us. It says that we have these treasures. Where? In earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So where are the treasures? In earthen vessels. Well, the, the treasures are spiritual, right? They're spiritual. So what part of your earthen vessel is it in? Is it your heart? God has set eternity in your heart. There must be an eternal container to receive the treasures from eternity. So where is that? The heart. Where are the treasures? Where? Where are the treasures? In the? Shout aloud if you're convinced about it. Say my heart is loaded with treasure. Say my heart is a space of interest. Nobody breaks into a place except they believe there's treasure there. So when the enemy wants to break your heart or break into your heart, it does not matter whether he uses a religious digger or a sexual one. Heartbreak is heartbreak. Are you understand what I'm saying? Stop being fixated on how your heart was broken. Don't be an expert in narrating the heartbreak. If I tell you the hammer the enemy used, Kai, I thought I was hammer, but I was hammered. Don't see, I've taught you the devil is not excited about flesh. Say these two flesh are collaborating, collabo. 
So whether it's flesh he uses, or he uses the filthiness of the mind, that's why Jesus said, if you look after a woman, look after a woman lustfully. Look at a woman lustfully, you have done what? Uh-uh. Is adultery not body to body? Which one concern? Virtual sex. <laughs> but a saying, the issue is not that your body and your body. The issue is that the territory of the mind is being contaminated. And by the time you express it physically, then you are given room to other things that the body can carry. Do you understand? Like STDs or STIs <laughs> or other things. Now, why is there so much contention? Matthew 12, 33 to verse 35. Matthew 12. See what it says? Either make the tree good and its fruit good. Or else make the tree bad and its fruit what? Why? A tree is known by its just like a believer is known by their forgiveness. Let me show you. Verse 34, what does it say? Brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth. So if I want to control your speech... Do I need to hold your lips? Can I do it by planting thoughts in your heart? Which one is more effective? Because if I plant thoughts in your heart, what will come out of your mouth? The fruit of what I planted. Now, how does that happen? My heart is a multiplier. It will multiply whatever seed I make room for in it. So the heart of the believer is like the womb of the woman. If you put in good seed, it will multiply the good seed. This is the reason meditation is important. Meditation is incubation. Meditation is different from, you see, many people here, um, young people, many people here, they have quickies with God. And when they have quickies with God, they have contraceptives. So they're only stimulated and energized physically. Hey, what a word, word. But the seed is not staying in the womb. So they have, sorry to disgust you, they have exhibits of used contraceptives but no baby that has been born they are <laughs> seed collectors however in other words what I mean by that is that when God is engaging them they have their own filters that block out the seed so as God is speaking, saying it's for pastors. It's for pastors. That is a contraceptive in the spirit. Are you following this? He's in a contraceptive. It's for people like Pedams. I'm not as gifted as him. It's for people like Olushe. He has more energy than me. For people like Duta, they are consistent and stable. Contraceptives. Interestingly, when the enemy is sowing his seeds, we open up nakedly. Enter me. 
Oh, can I talk right now? It's too graphic, you know. <laughs> so we use contraceptives or morning after pill with God. What's morning after pill? 24 hours. Once Monday you enter work, say, let's leave church, mate. But when it comes to the devil, anything he's saying, we believe, we believe, we believe, we believe. You will die, I believe. You have COVID, I believe. You will not marry till you are 39, I believe. You will not have your first baby till you are 87. No filters, no contraceptives. You just take it in and in and in. Sounds like it's still good now, at least. He said, this is the problem. How can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance. So what is worry? Worry is the multiplication of the devil's suggestions. Are we helping somebody this morning? Some of us, and we don't know, we don't know that these things can be exercised. So it can become... A professional warrior. It's the truth. Because spiritual muscles are developed by reason of use. So you are used to being afraid. You are used to complaining. And complaining has no eternal value. You are used to anxiety. You have trained your nervous system. You know the way you used to smoke and drink? And you had compulsive intercourse and all of that. And even after you said, I won't do it again, your nervous system had been used to it. So every time you see a pub or a club or something, you can't help yourself until you begin to retrain yourself through discipleship and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And eventually, the cuts you that, can you imagine, weeks have passed, the months have passed, the years have passed, and I'm no longer of this lifestyle. Are you getting it? Now, because those issues are easily measured we don't know that the same technology applies to worry to envy to depression to insecurity is the same thing so you're used to worrying and anytime you get into the worry mode no contraceptive enter me <laughs> out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks give me verse 35 a good man out of the good treasure of his heart. What does he do? This is the reason nobody can consistently bring evil out and claim he's a good man. You can't consistently do it. Nobody can consistently bring good out and people say it's evil. Consistently. Out of his heart. That's why in Matthew 21 that we read earlier, it says, so will your father do to every one of you who does not from where? His heart forgive. So from the heart, you forgive as a decision. What's that decision? Internal decision. How do I know you can do it? The fool has said where? So there are conversations in your heart. And some of the greatest conversations in your life are the ones taking place where? Do you know as I'm speaking right now, you're also speaking in your heart. 
saying that's true. Maybe not. I think about this. This one, is that true? Could it be possible? Is Peter talking about me? This is my table. Where's the fork? I want to eat what's set on the table. That's why the Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? So in salvation, it gives us a new heart. But watch this now. Because we have a new heart, we can still use the old mind to abuse the new heart. Are you seeing that now? Let me give you an example. Let me just give you a medical example. Somebody has cardiopulmonary disease. And they say, sorry, sir, from today, please. You've done the surgery thing. It was successful. Your heart is now pumping blood. Everything is nice. But you can't do any hectic exercise. So use the elevator. Don't run up the lift and climb up the lift. You know, don't eat red meat. Don't uh, oily foods, sugar, and all of that. Now, all of that is supposed to help the new heart. The heart is new, Abby. But in his mind, what's breakfast? Sugar. Right? What's lunch? Soda. With bokoto. He has all of that stored up in his memory. So he feels he's missing out on something by not eating red meat. Not realizing that not eating red meat is going to guarantee his safety for the rest of... Are you following this? So even though the believer has a new heart of redemption, he feels I must show them Pepe. That's your old mind trying to miseducate your new heart. Are you seeing this? How can I govern your future? Give me your heart. Give me your heart. How can I govern your heart? By knowing where your treasure is. For where a man's treasure is, what will happen? There will his heart be. So this is the reason anything you really treasure is going to be a field where your heart will likely be broken. You're not understanding. <laughs> you don't get it. Is somebody getting knowledge? Yes, Helpful knowledge. Yes, this is why, bro, the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sees a field. Then he finds what in that field? Treasure in that field. He goes back and sells all he has. And then he buys up the field. That is what God does. That is also what the devil does. Because the devil is a copycat, even though he's not a lion. Some people get it next year. The devil's like, the devil is a busybody. What's God doing now? What's God, what's God up to now? Let me go and create the counterfeit of what God is up to. And buy up the hearts of people. And I explained the first service that this is why those who are close to you are the ones that will break your heart. So expect it. Whatever you are in love with and whoever you are in love with will break your heart. But you've got to decide who's worth it. You didn't get that. Oh, Lord. You're not understanding. Okay, they won't break, they will crack it. Now, when I say break here, some of you are already thinking about the worst 
and you're already thinking about the end. Ah, it will destroy me. But this is the point. Jesus died for you, Abby. Why? Because he loved you. Now that you love him, did he ask you to die for him or not? That's what I'm saying. So before you fall in love, ask, can I die for this person? That's the problem because you will die for the person. But when you die the death you're not expecting, it now shocks you. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Once we have understanding, life becomes simpler, right? Not easier. It's not easy, but it's simple. Are you getting it? <laughs> Can Anna shook her head like, hey, this is heavy. But you know the truth sets you free. Without the truth, you'll be having all these false expectations where the devil is rolling you around like a rope. You just be like this. <laughs> and you're expecting what God never promised. A great work, one of the marks of a great work is that primary drivers in that work have mastered the art of letting go. That letting go is not just people. It's also actions and crumbances. Not like people don't take account of it, but I'm saying you don't get stuck. Are you getting it? Let me tell you why. Let me have my four guys, not my guys, my guys, but not in that regard. And this should help somebody. No, just stand here, stand here. But I'm not trying to sow any kind of negative seed or just get my point. The version that God has in mind is this. This is the version God has in mind. The version of man. I'm not saying he's the ultimate man. It's just an illustration. <laughs> Did he just beat the ultimate man? Then let him become ultimate hawk. Incredible hawk. No, it's ultimate word, hogan, an incredible hawk. All right, so this is the ultimate guy. Exciting, head warmer, all of that, beard gang. See, look at his shoes. Just see his shoes. No, just, just do like this. <laughs> see shoes. Shoes without issues. <laughs> that's ultimate stuff. When God paints the picture, that's the picture he shows you. But between you and that, there are many versions. However, we are human beings and we get attached to the version that we're used to. And most times we will not respond without something breaking. Most times. This is the reason the church in Jerusalem could not grow without persecution. So, the thing is, to grow in God, you have to grow out of yourself. And to grow out of yourself includes growing out of your preferences, the picture you had in mind. Because the cheek, as long as the cheek, by cheek, not chiquita, chiquito, chiquiz. The chicken, as in chick-fil-a. 
actual chicken, chick, chick. The chick inside the eggshell will die as a chick, except it breaks out of it. Sample thought the rapture happened, calm down. Do you understand? So at some point, the same shell that was protecting the chick starts preventing the chick. Your protection can become your prevention. This is why for every new level, self has to die. Safety has to be forfeited. Predictability has to be broken. When we're coming from London to Nigeria, did I know Esther Philip? Did I know Covenant? Did I know Araluwa? Did I know Perfecta? So why would you wait to know the people you are sent to before you go in the direction you're sent to? Why do you have to wait to know how letting them go will pan out before you let them go? Because don't forget we walk by what? And not by? That means if I'm waiting for sight, I'm limiting my growth. Do you, do you see? Now, understanding is key because it's taken me years to understand this. But let me tell you what I can assure you. If you understand this and you walk in it, you are a free man. Do you believe that? Yes, Don't stay stuck in 1996. God didn't tie you there. A good man. So this is what God does. Actually, it looks linear, but it's not linear. What actually happens is version 1, version 2, version 3, version 4. So in the picture, God shows him version 4 as a picture. That's where it's growing to. But for version 4 to become reality, he has to keep growing. And most growth is not without pain. If you're growing a tooth, is it pain-free? If you're growing financially, the first day you say, okay, let me even check my money and see how much I've made. And you saw that you had made 763,000 naira in the last month. It pained you that you only had 13,000 naira left. Painful. Or they say, okay, you're owing, you're owing, owing. Sum it all up. In your mind, like just 5K here, 2K there. Isn't it amazing? But it used to be more than what you thought it was. And the money you thought you had well, is always less, often less. So it's just 5K, 13K, ah, 635 naira, 35,000. How? Painful. But what's got to happen for this version to come out is that this guy has to get out of the way. And this guy has to get out of the way. And this guy has to get out of the way. And so, when it comes to spiritual maturity, it's not so much what else you are adding, but what you're taking away. Because you're already complete in Christ. But there is something that is preventing the manifestation of that completion. A good man out of good treasure of his heart, what does he do? What does he do? Brings forth good things. Look at your neighbor, say there are good things in you. Tell the person there are good things in you. But you need to bring them forth. 
this expression is also very similar to birthing. You know birthing? Mm -hmm. To bring forth a child. That's the Bible word. So when I say you're bringing forth good things, you are literally birthing it. That means you're traveling. Are there tears when you travel? Is there pressure? Can the blood pressure even go high? So to give birth to yourself, you have to kill the old self. As you do that, thank you brothers, sons, people of God, believers, partners in Christ. So understand this, the devil's attacks are indicative of the treasures in you. If you are attacked sexually, there's a sexual treasure in you. Ah, let me monetize my sexuality. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no wonder. Let me sexify the whole. No. It could mean. <laughs> it could mean that between you and your husband or your wife, <laughs> the real covenant is looking at me like, I want to see where this will land. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a look. Like Pastor, let, let's see. This plane looks like it's going to have a... All right, but, but it could mean that that's... Sexu I'm telling, let me show you. <laughs> it could mean that that your sexuality is supposed to be a massive asset to your marriage. Because God might be giving you a man with a very high libido or a man with great activity and who needs the security of that sexuality to enhance his anointing. I'm not... I'm not joking. Do you know the devil doesn't see one generation deep? It sees many generations deep. So he knows if I want to trip up this guy, let me starve him of sex in his marriage. To stand of sex in his marriage, let me set up somebody who's going to be raped or abused so she becomes uptight and frigid. Are you seeing? It's a deep issue. She'll be uptight and frigid. And so when it's time for engagement, she's, she's locked up. And some people, even their physical systems literally shut down. Now, the effervescent evangelist, the fireman who's in the field spreading fire everywhere needs someone to cool him down. Because if you're fire fire everywhere in bed, you want someone else to fire you. Do you understand? So when that happens over time, frustration, frustration, they try to help, they try to, it's not working, whatever. My guy is just like, no problem. Then one day it goes for a crusade. Very hot. The anointing is everywhere. People are slain. Everybody fell. But when it goes to his hotel, something is standing. And it's not on the promises of God. (laughs) 
Who's about to puke this? <laughs> Telling you. Right? So, then something happens. And because God is merciful, the news doesn't break out. Some say, oh. But it becomes a pattern. Because if I'm a man of God, no accountability. Who can I talk to? Or in another equation, another equation, because it's a complex web of demonic activity. He has actually spoken to somebody, but the foolish, immature person he spoke to made it the next blog post. Maybe it didn't even happen that first, and maybe it was just kiss or whatever. So, guys, I say, I will never tell anybody my vulnerabilities. That's why I told you people's failures are a trust. Because you're thinking linearly, the enemy is thinking globally. So eventually, this man whose stuff is doing wonders in the sacred place, guess what begins to happen? Becomes a habit. And then the church breaks down. Whenever time a church splits for either sexual, financial, or rancor purposes, there are always people who turn out to be damaged goods. Because when things snap, they don't snap smoothly. There are always fragments that fall through the cracks. Are we getting it? It's a heart issue. It's a battle for your heart. And so Jesus says that we must learn. We must train ourselves. We must be given to God's system of letting go. Now, there are two ABCs. I want to write this down. Okay, I think media have it. Two ABCs. There's the victim perspective and there is the Victor perspective. Some of you don't know, but one of my names is Victor. Victor. One of my dad's friends call me Victor. Victor. It sounds like you're calling the dog. <laughs> Victor. Victor. <laughs> but that's one of my... <laughs> But that's one of my names. But there's a victim. Every time anything happens to you, right? There's offense, unforgiveness, bitterness, or something that you even did yourself. There are ABCs that can help you. If you're a victim, this is the ABC the devil brings against you. Accusation, blame, complaints. Anytime these are the three things that revolve around any split in your life, you're operating in victim mode. If you're accusing the person or accusing yourself, media find this for me, ABC, victim, victim, in my outline. Accusation, blame, complaints. If you're accusing, accusing, either you, you can be accusing yourself. Now, you know many times when we accuse ourselves, we don't talk. In fact, sometimes when you're accusing people externally, you're actually accusing yourself internally. Is that true or not? Yeah. Then you blame. Blame your parents. If they hadn't left me at home with Uncle Shana Wally, you know, Bani Wally. <laughs> Timmy Lane is so shy right now. She, 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 she was literally covering up. Are there tears in your eyes? I think like you're laughing to the point of tears. And I know God is working deeply in all of this. I know. And, and God led me to pray some prayers last night. So I know that people are getting healed. 
And let me just assure you of something. God is going to make you so perfect. You're going to get to a place very soon in your life where the imprint of that negativity will not even be seen on you. You don't just serve a God that can deliver you from the furnace. He delivers you without a smell of smoke. God is that good. In fact, I think when Paul was speaking about the resurrection of the body, he was saying that God is able to give us new bodies. Do you understand? As in like, let me, let me show you how you should know that the resurrection of the dead is not a big deal to God. Should I show you? Before there was any body, as in body, body, there was one body, Adam. That one body gave birth to bodies, 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 and all of that. Bodies were bodying out of the body. <laughs> Let me stop. Right. Where did all the bodies come from? From seed that became. Now, if God is able to create all those bodies, how about a body that really existed before, then became dust? Which one is easier to do? Body that became before, that became dust, to raise it up, or body that never existed, but seed became body? Which one is easier? Tell me. That became dust. Why? It already had a form, right? Let me ask you. You know how maybe integrated science or arts, <laughs> some people here, you already know what the figures that they're going to ask you to draw would be. Maybe so draw mitochondria, draw cell, whatever. So your graph sheets, you drew it before the exam. Now erased it. So, so you just trace it out. <laughs> Joy is healing me. Me, I didn't used to do it. <laughs> yeah, healing me. How do I know? Uh, I know many things now. No, but I didn't used to do it. I remember the first time I looked at someone's work in, it was a coaching class, it was a test. And I think that's possibly the only time. As an after school, after lesson, after school lesson. So it was a test. I felt so bad. So guilty. And that was the last time I actually remember cheating. It's never like, hey, yeah, what a good man. Father, restore the innocence of my children. Tell me. That's the last time I remember cheating. Even when I was writing some courses that I didn't even understand half of the question. Fail it. Fail it. And let me tell you what the advantage is. Some of you cannot believe it. You even think I'm boboing you. But I don't produce sweets, let alone bobo. <laughs> even though my anointing is sweeter than sweet calamus. Calamari. Calamari. Anyway, so, but let me tell you part of what you can train your heart in innocence. You can also train your heart in guilt by consistently exposing yourself to it or the things that lead to it. That's why there's something called training in righteousness. This is the reason, part of the reasons I appointed GB to help us, some of us, 
be trained in righteousness. You don't know it's a trained in righteousness. The fact that it's time is the right usage of time shows that you have home training in righteousness in time. Are we seeing that? So when he says, oh, you came late, and so you've got to listen to the message again, just say that's listening to the message and taking full notes. So, so, so don't, don't call it transcription. Say, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to absorb the entirety of the message, taking my time and capturing every note. In fact, we might add to that transcription and add musical notes. All the chords that Cooper or Jerry plays. You got a Roji Cliff and a, what do you call that? <laughs> Look at somebody say, My heart is precious. So, victim, did you find it? Victim mentality, accusation, blame, complaints. If I'm going as a victor, do you see? Yeah. ABC. Somebody say ABC. If I go as a victor, there's a different set of ABCs. Acknowledging and, and adjusting my attitude. Next set of ABCs. Okay, maybe they're typing. A there is acknowledge it. But don't ac just acknowledge the pain. Acknowledge what Christ has done to take care of it. You know the same way we believe. We believe that Christ has paid for all my sins, past, present, and our future, right? So Christ has also made provision for my healing from pain or anger or cheating or you, you, he has. Why should I believe that my sins are forgiven but I don't believe my pains have been addressed? Why? It's going to be just as hard. You know, it's still hard for some of us to believe my sins are forgiven. That one alone, some of us are still like, yes, but I need to fast 30 days. <laughs> so we have to train ourselves in that as well be there is believe I must never exercise watch this more pain in the one who hurts me sorry I must never exercise more believe in the one who hurts me than in the one who heals me rapist abuser steal, stealer thief the person was your uncle I have been trading Forex before there was a Forex market. Oafieshi, for example. And his uncle. You know, there are some things you can't really fight too much. Uncle uncle Trust the Christ. And then choose. Choose. I want to give us just four major things. I'll list this ones and I'll go to the scripture reference of the five points I gave you earlier. As you make these decisions, there are four guiding things that can help you. Number one, in any circumstance, especially getting over stuff or winning people over and all, have this global view, God is always good. And if God is always good and the sovereignty, he allowed the hurt, there must be some good. 
I may not see it yet. I may not know it yet. It may sound unbelievable, but there's some good. Number two, God foreknew this and has a purpose for it. So God is always good. It's nature. Number two, God foreknew this. So his purpose. So in thinking about this, think about God's nature. Think about God's purpose. Number three, Christ died. Watch this. For them too. And once them redeemed. What? How can Christ die for him? No, no, no. no. Christ, you can't die for this one. I reject it in Jesus' name. Christ, I forbid you to die for this one. Do you know it changes the dynamic? I want to be upset with you. And I'm upset with you, but I want to lock you in the prison of my pain. But Christ died for you. So, I don't think we can be friends, but I let you go. When I make something a matter, that God no longer makes a matter, I begin to matter less in the affairs of God's matter. It means I don't get his vision. His vision is to reconcile the world to himself. And therefore, if I make something a matter that God no longer makes a matter, I'm beginning to matter less in God's matter because it's like somebody who was employed to produce something in an organization. Let's say they produce cement or something. But there is cobweb on the tree of the person selling orange on the street. And the GM is obsessing over the, over the cobweb. He says, sir, but there's cobweb on the street. Oh, God, sit down, do your work. Say, no, well, there's cobweb. I, I, I don't like anything. There's cobweb. Maybe that's too far from it. There's a fingerprint on the wall. It's a fingerprint. So you're not getting the picture. This is the reason, you know, the sons, the disciples, the one that's called on fire, said we saw people casting out demons. When it's called on fire, do you know what it said? You know not of what? Spirit. So this person I'm teaching you is not for unbelievers. It's the believer's way. And a believer can never be healed applying unbelievers' methods to pain. Which is what the world has taught, psychological methods. Christ died for them too. And it wants them written. So number one, God's nature. Number two, God's purpose. Number three, God's redemptive plan. Number four, this is working together for my good. This is God's promise. So if you want them in peace, God is always good. God's person. God for new. God's purpose. Christ died for them too. God's plan. This is working together for my good. God's promise. Oh, they didn't give me the job because I wasn't going to give it up. So if you can't give it up, <laughs> give it down. <laughs> so I'm giving it up, giving it down, giving it sideways. I'm not giving it at all. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. <laughs> so I'm not giving anything. So no problem. Carry yourself on your CV and be going with your PhD. Three years have passed. You're saying, God, why? God, why? God, why? Somebody's like, Pastor, the person I'm upset with is God. 
how can I trust God, God's person, when the person I'm upset with is God? Can I ask you a question? If you're upset with God, which court will you carry him to? <laughs> so five things. Number one, acknowledge the hurt. I won't spend some more time here. We already knew it. Already know it. Acknowledge the hurt. If it pains, let it pain. Cry if you need to cry. I have cried over people that I felt should know better. I've cried over people that, you know, I love, respect, gifted, anointed, maybe even sacri I sacrificed for heavily and all. And I just felt, you should know better than this. But do you know, let me tell you something that some of you might not know. Some of the songs that have blessed you came out of those pains. Oh. I'm not alone. You don't know. As we call. Sometimes we have no words. You think I, I've just been a poet. <laughs> Sometimes we have no words. Sometimes we have no words. Yet we... Peter just has nice lyrics. There's a tr threshold of pain that introduces a part of you to you. And when you let people go, the blessing in the pain, whether it's a song or a book or an app or a study. See, let me tell you something. God will pay you for your pain. Oh, somebody didn't miss that. Your pain is not worthless in the economy of God. Never. Something comes out of it. So let it cry. But you've you got to learn how to cry to the Holy Spirit. I'll talk about that shortly. Number two, allow yourself to be cheated. We read that. 1 Corinthians 6, go there, verse 7. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 7. Don't jump the gun. Don't jump the gun. Follow the lead. You see, that is part of the issue. When we're supposed to jump to the right scriptures, we will not jump there. But I forgive you. Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be what? Cheated. Now, look at the next line. No. You yourselves, you do wrong. You. When you say, they cheated me, they cheated me, they cheated me. Did you not use your brother's phone to browse without telling him you burnt his data? You? You borrowed your sister's earrings and become yours. Without permission. You transferred money to yourself because you knew their password. Okay, maybe it's nothing like that. But God has been saying, so is sit into Elta's life. So is sit into Elta's life. For years and years and years. Oh, yes. Weeks and months, you haven't done it. Oh, that brother in your team. Oh, baby guy, buy baby guy a new pair of shoes or blazer. You haven't done it. You don't know that's cheating. 
Because the moment God gives you an instruction, particularly with an amount on it, that money is no longer your own. You don't know. You don't know. He said, you do. You do wrong. And cheat. And you do these things to your brethren. Do you not know? Then he raises the bar. He takes it very high. He said, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. That's sodomites. Nothing. <laughs> Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. But look at what he's saying. He's not saying you are of those lots, but he's saying, and such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. In other words, he's saying, you are no longer of those, that lot, those group of people. So don't live like those people. Don't extort like those people. Don't be a fornicator like those people. Don't do tit for tat like those people. Why? Because you were what? Washed. Wash out the mindset. It's an attachment. It's not God's plan for you. Why does it bring inheritance into the matter? Because even though you will inherit the kingdom, some of the allocations of that kingdom in this time realm, you will forfeit them. That's why it speaks about inheritance there. Are you following? That if you still live like that, some of the provisions of that kingdom in the age to come that are supposed to be your experience in this age, you will not have them. Are you seeing that? So let me give you an example. You're on a flight. You're going to the UK. You're flying nice aircraft. They offer you a day. Right? You have passport, be ticket. Or what do you call it? Yeah, ticket, right? Your ticket is business class. You're supposed to be in business class, first class. Stretch it. You have a mini pool or something around you. Big, whatever you have. But you say, no, no. I must go to economy. That's where everybody is. I like company. Misery loves company. I must go to economy. Sit down there. When they are serving the five-cost meal, will you get it? When they are serving the wine, not alcoholic wine, man, will you drink it? When they are bringing the warm towel, well soaked in lemon spice water, to pamper your fingers, will your fingers be pampered? When they're bringing headset, cool music, all-round selection, holographic screen popping, will you get it? But will you land in UK? So some people will land in the kingdom's chest because God upgraded you to business class. But you say, I must, uh, I must live in economy. Because it's freedom and let them go. Enjoy your business class. Live free of baggage. Say, no, everybody's keeping malice. Let me join them. <laughs> By the way, there is a level of malice and unforgiveness that will finally prove to everybody that you are actually not the son of God. 
And because you're not, you will not enter the kingdom. Do you know that? It says that you may be the son. In other words, the opportunity to forgive is the opportunity to manifest your true identity. And I don't think the church does enough in teaching those things. Number, so look at that. Now, 1 Peter chapter 2, 21. 1 Peter 2, 21, 25. I wish, you know what, before we leave it, can you show me TPT, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 7? TPT 7 and 8. Ew. What's going on here? Don't you realize that when you drag another believer into court, you are providing the evidence that you are already defeated? You drag people online. Wouldn't it be better to accept the fact that someone is trying to cheat and take advantage of you and simply choose the what? The business class. The first class. Don't let them drag you into their mistake. Making a mistake because of their mistake does not make you stop missing your stake. At times, it is better to just accept what? Injustice. The cheater of 500,000, I can assure you, God has more than that in mind for you. At times, it's better to just accept injustice and even to let someone take advantage of you rather than to expose our conflicts publicly before. Please, everybody, let's take a picture of this and post on social media right now. Drag this person, drag that person, drag this person. 21st century church, just knowing this. And you know, sometimes people do this to grow their following. Looking for the pastor that is going to say something, they'll cut one minute out of it. Say, see what these pastors are saying. See, see. This one calls us a Christian. First Peter chapter 2, we're almost there. First Peter chapter 2, from verse 21. For to these, and this is important, look at First Peter 2 verse 21. <laughs> In fact, you were called to live this way. Why? Because Christ also suffered in your place. And what did he do when he suffered in your place? Leaving you his example for you to follow. What does that mean? You will suffer. Are you getting it? Do you know what it means? Love suffers. That's why the Bible says love suffers long. You will suffer, but you want to ensure you're suffering for Christ's sake. When you know that if you were to present your own case in public, you will win. But it said he didn't just suffer for you. He suffered for you and then gave you an example. You are the object of his love. He suffered for you. Somebody you love will cause suffering in your life. Next verse, please. He never sinned. 
and he never spoke deceitfully. Keep going. When he was verbally abused, he did not return with an insult. When he suffered, he would not threaten retaliation. Ah, I will show you. Hey, me, my brothers are soldiers in the spirit. Now, again, because of wisdom, if it's a life-threatening thing, please take people to where they need to go. Okay? If they need to face the law. In other words, if somebody's physically assaulting you, be like, ah, let's not talk about many have died that way. Please. If they enter, enter uh, the mediatory council of that space, so if it's a church, physical uh, and the pastorate, if it's a family, they have seen this thing happen and they have not done the right thing, please. That means that they have abdicated their legal rights to govern that issue. And therefore, you have to expose it to the public. Are you understanding? And if they handle it in a way that you're not fully satisfied, you want to insist, you want to appeal, you want that thing needs to be taken care of so that even though you might escape, their next victim may not. But it's talking about the sufferings of Christ, the endurance, the passion. So Jesus faithfully entrusted himself. What did he do? He faithfully do, did what? Entrusted himself into the hands of God. Who does what? Judges. I taught you about justice in the first service. That John Wick, seeking justice for his dog, led him to kill out many human beings because of a dog. So... Who was more guilty at the end of the day? The person that killed the dog or John Wick? Who? Who was more guilty? John Wicked. Do you understand? And that's what happens to many believers. Somebody has cheated you. You now say, because the person has cheated me, now go and destroy himself, his family, his destiny, everything connected to him, slander, slash, you know, do all of those kind of dirty things in such a way that you say, by the time I'm done with you, nobody wants to touch you. That means that you are a paid or unpaid staff in the department of wickedness from hell. You are a volunteer officer in the devil's organization. By the time I'm done with you. By the way, who are you? Because your next breath is not in your hands. The word says that Jesus, what he did with the pain, he faithfully entrusted himself into the hands of God. Which means this thing is also a function of trust. That God, you will not let this thing go out without doing righteousness. And what does it say that God is? Keep going, keep going, judges righteously. Verse 24, he himself carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we will be dead to sin and live for righteousness. Our instant healing flowed from his wounds. Keep going, keep going. You were like sheep that continually wandered away, but now you have returned to the true shepherd of your lives, the kind guardian who lovingly watches over your souls. You see that? So in all of it, but God, I'm in pain. He's watching over your soul. How? Lovingly. Number three. Surrender your right to punish. So don't just allow yourself to be cheated because some people allow themselves to be cheated but they have a hammer. 
Surrender your right to punish. So Romans 12, 17 to 19. Romans 12, 17 to 19. Never hold a grudge. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hmm. Hmm. Hey. Hey. Could let me hold it a little bit. I need to hold. I'm a shareholder. <laughs> Never hold a grudge. Do you want to take a picture of this as well? <laughs> Never hold a grudge or try to get even. But what should you do? What should you do? Plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Jason, what this is saying is that holding a grudge is like keeping virus-infested files on your computer system. Some people are like, okay, well, I deleted it, but it's inside the recycle bin. So when it's in the recycle bin, you can bring it up again. Does it take up space or not? God gave you one terabyte. But if 900 gig is filled with files God doesn't need, you are wasting your space. It's a never. NKJV says, repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Verse 18, if it is possible, this is where the wisdom is, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Do you know why? In some cases, it's not possible. So redefine the relationship. Are we seeing? There's some people I'm not as close to as I was five, seven, eight years ago. <laughs> redefine the relationship. And stop expecting covenant promises from casual friendships. Just redefine it and know where people are in your heart, in your life, in your mind. What's causing the pain is that you cut yourself for them. They didn't even bruise themselves for you. Your blood is leaking, leaking. They are drinking communion wine. And I see my blood, see my blood. Okay, you better go. <laughs> I mean, the, the savior, I mean, what's it called? The good physician, the savior of your soul to stitch your womb because they don't care. At least not about that, the way you do. Do you get the point? And please, stop putting your life on hold for people who are gladly cruising on, on their Ferrari. Even though they were the ones that punctured your tire. Go and meet the tire of tire maker of all makers. God, give me tire too. Give me, give me a new engine. Because the world is moving. And this is how hurt can become bitterness. Right? Anger, hurt, hurt, anger, bitterness. Then 
when that bitterness is there, it begins to contaminate everything. And guess what people develop? A spirit of heaviness. You can't move again. Yet the people that hurt you, they are cruising. You now be like, this life is not fair. Well, be fair to yourself. And submit it to the altar of Christ like Jesus did. Right? So if it's not possible, redefine the relationship. Stop expect, stop, stop putting your life on hold. I'm waiting for this person. When you come back to your sense. The way you are seeing them, the child, they will not come back to their sense. They will go back to nonsense. Never in your life think that God has only one of something for you. Don't make the mother of the substance. Some people are present in your life to show you that this kind of people exist. Except as your wife, your husband. In that way, there's only one kind because you're already married. <laughs> and there's only one really of that kind because covenant has converted that person from just being a person. Do you understand? The covenant connection has configured, recalibrated that union, that relationship. That's why it says, what God has joined together, let them be sender. Let him, let him put the sender. What does verse 19 say? What does verse 19 Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Can you give me TPT for that? Romans, Romans 12, verse 19. Beloved, don't be what? Obsessed. Let me tell you, revenge is in different things. When people say even things like success is the best revenge, that's the revenge. So some people are not like, I'm going to show them Pepe. But the reason you're working hard, the reason you want to have money, the reason you want to start a business so you can show them that your God is not dead. You don't need millions of dollars to show people your God is not dead. With or without money, your God is not dead. Stop complicating your life, putting yourself under undue pressure, trying to prove a point to people who don't care. Ah, need to be farm 30. I'll have a million dollars. Nine they cost yahoo yahoo. Vengeance is mine, and I will repay says the Lord. Therefore, verse 20, so what do you do? In the meantime, verse 20, if your enemy is hungry, what do you do? So you need to buy some people lunch this, this week. They don't even need to know it's from you. Send to that workplace where they disgraced you out of the place. Pay, for, pay to some the online store. Say I'm sending breakfast. Don't put your name. Kind regards from someone who used to care. <laughs> I got to close. Are we getting some? Look at what it says. Now, in NKJV, it says, For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. This one explains what it actually means. No, go back to TPT. It said, in verse 20, For your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience. That's what the cause of fire is. Wake him up. That hurting people is not the way to live. So I'm saying, eh, cause of fire. So they will feel the pain. You don't know God. 
if you knew God, if, if, if God is the way you think he is like that, maybe only 20,000 human beings will be awake this morning. Elders, I'm possibly the first pastor that said it in 100 years. Put goes of fire. It's an old word picture. Part of how you keep people warm. Or if they are fainting, you revive them. So apply heat. Do you understand? God is good even to his enemies. That's why you fear him. Devote your life to doing good. Devote your life. He said, plan your life in the way that it's been. Don't, don't, <sighs> plotting people's pain is an abuse of your God-given abilities. So let me, let me draft a, a three-step plan how to, how to show him Pepe. With all the pepper in Nigeria, some people can still not afford jollof rice. So what is your pepper? Verse 21, and he said, this is where I'm going. Never let evil defeat you. How do you defeat evil? You defeat evil with good. What does that mean? Olusha and Joan, come help me one more time. Vengeance is insatiable. You sit in the Chinese movement. And you, oh, you kill my master. I'll kill your two masters at the same time. You want to kill me with a fork. I will kill you with chopsticks. This person took his girlfriend. Take my girlfriend, I'll take your brain. Took his girlfriend. He takes his brain. His ch little child is in the corner. Papa, papa. The guy will go to Guangzhou. 13 years later. <laughs> hey, but let me preach my message. <laughs> the guy will come back. <laughs> then the guy is coming, he's coming, he's coming. Hmm, it looks like the son of Master Chun. I'm not the son of Master Chun. I am true, part two. <laughs> that person comes, kills this one. This one's grandson will kill this one. Down will kill and kill and kill and kill. Jesus says, you don't break the cycle by supporting it. You break the cycle by introducing what it's not expecting. Because evil is insatiable. This is the reason it says in Matthew 5, 
if somebody slaps you on one cheek, <laughs> slapping boy, I can't do that. <laughs> My guy. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn the other side. Now, some people have abused the and say, God said, show them the other side. That is slap the side that is soft. Show them the angry side. See how flesh can interpret the, misinterpret the Bible. When it says show them the other side, he's saying let them know that there's more to life than violence. When Jesus resurrected from the grave, he didn't mark all the houses where the soldiers lived. <laughs> Release fire. You know that thousands of angels said he could ask his father to release. He said, even now I can ask my father and the legion angels will come. So turn the other cheek to him. So when you've done the number four, make the decision to forgive Learn the lessons from the experience and immerse yourself in the Holy Spirit through prayer and worship. Do you know the truth of the matter is that sometimes we had a part to play in what hurt us. And sometimes we are the last to admit that. So I was raped, but I went to his house alone. I played a part. Now, I know all that good stuff of the fact that a woman wears a belt in the name of a skirt does not mean they are ready. I get it. It's true. It's true. But they have told you somebody is a dog. Then you now carry your meat naked. Don't eat it, though. don't eat it. <laughs> You kept your conversations coded, secret, lurid messages. Three months, six months, nine months. Sending cucumber, watermelon, peaches, orange, or cucumber, zero, zero, six. Play me out of the stage. <laughs> Then say let's let's go and hang out. Then it left you hanging. Do like this, do like this, hang like that, like this. Find the role you played in it. Confront yourself in it. Physical violence. The first day he slapped you. I'm sorry, people. I don't know what came over me. Me? How can I slap my queen? Ah, with which hand? Oh. Ah. Feel my heart. I'm, I'm about to pass out. I can't believe I slapped you. I can't believe it. You don't need to believe it, boy. <laughs> Reality requires no faith. <laughs> then you two, you got up. Say, ah, it's okay. I know you didn't mean it. It's okay. Just give me a peck, I'll forget. 
Is that how you do it well now? Do it. So everyone to have their heads knocked. And if you don't follow Elsa's lives and you wanna listen to her, this is my beloved wife in whom I'm well pleased. You know, <laughs> I know many, 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 many things and I'm grateful to God, but there's some things I don't have a lot of patience for. So the guy slapped you the first time. There was a massive imprint. You had to use three kilograms of powder to measure up, to just taper everything. Then because you couldn't afford the real powder, it was like the fake one. After a while, there was a crack, crack. Someone's wrong with your face. I'm all good. I'm all good. Is that the cracks? Ah, pastor was cracking me up with his message. Then you go back. This time it was the left eye. Lefty, lefty. To the left, to the left. Boom. Break up that relationship. Because the second time it came, what happened to your eye? You had one that's like me. I didn't know when it happened. Which, which hand? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Let me go and buy you ice cream. Look at somebody say, leave that boy and let him go. <laughs> For some of you, his girl. The girl is slapping you, slapping, slapping. I'm the man, I'm the man. When you get started dating, you are looking like this. Now you look like this. <laughs> How did I contribute? What I take for granted? What did I ignore? What instructions, wisdom, direction? And immerse yourself in the Holy Spirit. Immerse yourself. I refuse to accept that a spirit so powerful to translate my eternal destiny is not powerful enough to take the pain away. I refuse to accept that. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make faith. If it's not gone, maybe I'm the one holding it. Maybe. Ephesians 4 says, do not let the sun set on your anger, neither give room to the devil. Do you know what it means? Anger that has outlived its time, we're almost done. Create room for the devil. Create room for the devil. Let's pray wherever we are, thank you. Let's pray wherever we are. The fifth thing is you have to pray for them. You have to pray for them. Today, just pray for yourself right now. You have to be well. Jesus said, will thou be made whole? Will thou be made whole? As I preach, I preach 
with godly fear and trembling, knowing fully well that the work we're building is going to grow. New people will come in. Other people will come in. Paul said, I know that when I leave this place, Acts 20, it says wolves will come. Wolves. Paul knew. As the ministry grows, wolves will come. People will hurt us. People will offend us. Some people have already hurt me, offended me. Inside the same kings. Sounds like, am I one of them? Ask yourself and ask God. <laughs> if you've hurt me, I must have told you. If it's that deep, I would have told you. I don't like what you did. I didn't expect that. I'm hurt. It's not fair. It's not right. It's not proper. But true fatherhood, parenthood, includes a predecision to forgive. Thank you, Father, for healing our hearts. As you continue this conversation in our hearts, in our lives, in our homes, the juice of it will come to full reflection and manifestation. We give you praise, our Father. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. You are empowered by the Spirit. You're not doing this. Don't do it as a man. Do it as a son of God. As in, don't do it as fallen Adam. Do it as the son of God. Don't forget the pain may linger, but the anger does not have to linger. God set a 24-hour timer on anger. And it said, give no room to the devil. You know why? Once anger goes beyond 24 hours, it becomes a playground for demonic activity. That's what it is in the spirit. So the enemy has legal right to perch on your anger after, after 24 hours. God gives you 24 hours with your anger. You can fellowship with it. <laughs> so once the sun goes down, in other words, the cycle. And don't forget, the Bible says the sun and the moon, they're for signs and for what? Seasons, not wonders, signs and for so the enemy knows that. So, the moment that sign and season, once that season is up, the enemy then sees as a sign for him to introduce himself into it. This is how Cain got to the point of killing Abel. People will be like, I can never kill somebody, don't worry, incubate anger enough and let the condition be right. Murder will come out of you, out of fallen nature, not you out of the fallen nature declutter the way you clean the dishes you clean do you allow your dishes stay in your dishwasher for longer your sink 24 hours <laughs> some people cannot answer what you do at the end of the day or early in the morning sure you wash it people are not you're not sure okay keep it till saturday By the time you check it, is it the food that you kept in it that you see? What do you find? Things have started growing. So your anger will feed demonic activity. Things will start growing on it. In fact, you will get to a point where you will not even remember what they did. You'll be trying to recount. You won't be able to remember which one you are. Nah. 
Let's glorify God. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.